Hi, Mama. Welcome to Ministry and Motherhood. This is your host, coach, and mentor, Lauren Apple. Here at Ministry and Motherhood, we want to see you step fully into your God-given ministry impact at home and in the marketplace. So let's get moving. Hello, hello, ladies. I am super pumped to be jumping in today to kind of share with you this brand new series that I'm going to start here on my lives and YouTube and in my podcast. And it is the 10 lessons I learned navigating COVID. All right. Now we all know the last two and a half years, two years, a little bit over two years, we have been navigating this thing. Okay. And this pandemic has caused us to refocus, realign, readjust, do things differently, and look at things differently than we ever did. And And I'll tell you what, we've made lots of choices as a family and for myself personally. I've seen it in our church and I've seen it in my businesses with all of those things. But I want to give you 10 different lessons that I've learned. And we are going to start with number one today. All right, we're going to start with number one. So the number one lesson that I've learned navigating COVID over the last two and a half years is this. Sometimes what you choose not to do is more important than what you choose to do. Okay, so often we hear in our cultural world, you should do this, you should do these things. Okay, and it is really easy as moms for us to create the longest laundry list possible of all the things we can do, all the things we need to get better at, all the things we want to include in our home and in our ministry and in our business and and with our kids and with our spouses and in the church and and all these things, right? We we could just spout it off so easily. Like I could literally give you a list right now of probably a hundred things very easily of the things that I know that I could add on or I want to add on or I want to do more often or I want to include in my life. But it is sometimes more important for us to focus on the things we shouldn't be doing, the things we should say no to, the things that we should close the door to, the things that we should stop doing instead of the things that we should do. And I know we've heard this a little bit in the Christian world and walk about the things that you need to start saying no to, okay? But I'm not just talking about no. I'm talking about looking at your life and looking at the things that maybe it just isn't best for me to do. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. A lot of times it's a good thing. And a lot of time at one point in your life, God called you to do that. But right now in the season of life that you're in, it's time to just say no and to focus on those things that you shouldn't be doing, those things you should close the doors to. And when you focus on those things and you set up boundaries and you set up alignments and you set up these choices, right, to not do certain things, it opens up the door for you to do the things, include the things that God has for you. Okay, and so we could spend a lot of time making those lists of what we we should do. But what about those things we shouldn't do? The things that take up too much space or too much attention. The things we know um, cover our thoughts and our schedule, right? Are there things in your life that you're currently doing because it feels good or it's become a habit or a routine for your life, but it really is not causing anything beneficial for you? It's not growing you. It's not developing you. It's not making you a better person or a better leader or a better mother. It's not really helping your brain to develop or get sharper or be challenged, right? It's not really drawing you closer to the Lord. Actually, sometimes it might even cause you to be further away from the Lord, right? What are those things in your life that are standing in the way? Man, one of those things I noticed throughout COVID was TV, 
Man, it's so easy for me. The kids go to bed. I've had a long day of working that I just want to zone out in front of the TV, to not think about anything, to not be bothered by anything, and to just let my mind and my body relax a little bit. But I discovered that I began to look forward to seeing what was going to happen next on that show I was binging, right? Or... Um, staying up too late. So then it was a struggle for me to get up early and do the things that were a priority to me, the things that I wanted to do. My brain was fried because I stayed up too late or I was exhausted and dragging because I was doing those things. Or I started doing that instead of really investing in developing myself and growing in my personal development, right? And so there was different things in my life that God began to point out, hey, Lauren, you know, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's something you really shouldn't be doing right now. It's something you need to say goodbye to. And those things can very easily become idols in our life, right? They can very easily become addictions, things that we love and look forward to. It could be like eating, okay? It could be like zoning out exercise. It could be something that's really great. Like, hey, we should be exercising more. Maybe you're doing that too often. It's taking away your thoughts of the energies and the time that you should be focusing on things that God has for you and God wants for you. What about the thoughts we think? Man, this has been a big one for me just this year in 2022 is really focusing in on the things that I think and really paying attention to that. Because too often we get in these cycles, right? Those neural brain pathways that work in our mind that make us think the things we think, that go directly down that path of the mindset that we have or the struggles that we're having. And too often we don't even think about it because it's second nature. And so you really have to think about your thoughts, about what you're thinking about, okay? That's a little too much thinking, Lauren. Your brain is fried when you're a mom, right? And it is. But if you were to really begin to pay attention and think through the things that you're thinking and allow yourself to stop thinking about it, and it's not as easy as just saying, I'm going to stop, right? It's about meditating on the things that God wants you to meditate on, shifting those thoughts, recognizing the triggers that are going to cause you to think those things. And as you recognize those triggers, you remove those triggers. Man, I can just tell you right now, some of the TV shows that I watched that were just like, you know, drama, reality TV, different things like that, they caused me to have really negative, dramatic thoughts, right? And I started to recognize, man, I was being a lot more judgmental of people than I used to be. And confession, yes, sometimes in my mind, I am judgmental. I would say that I'm not a person that speaks those things out loud, but the, the enemy has gotten into our brains and allowed us to compare ourselves and judge other people to make ourselves feel better right? And and that becomes habits in our human nature. And it becomes part of the thoughts we think. And so I learned to let go throughout the last two and a half years of the thoughts I think. Now, I still have so much work to do. And you'll hear me say it a million times. And Lauren's, you're always saying this, right? We're in a process of refinement. And we're always growing and we've never arrived. And so for sure, I have so much more growth to do in that area of holding captive the thoughts I'm thinking, redirecting the thoughts I'm thinking, creating new neural brain pathways, okay, so that I'm not thinking the things I shouldn't be thinking about. Man, just worrying. 
worrying about my kids, worrying about the worst case scenario. I shared a live in our Facebook group this week about how do you let go of control when it's all you ever know. And as moms, we have learned to try to control as many things as possible to be able to steward the things God has called us to, especially our kids and our family, right? To protect them, to do the things that God has called us to do. And when we're we're holding on to those and we're holding on to that control, a lot of times it causes us to constantly be thinking about every case possible, every worst case scenario that could come up, everything that we need to protect our kids from or every possibility that might happen so that we're aware and we're paying attention and everything is protected and everybody's taken care of. And, and it might seem like a good and gracious battle, but but sometimes we need to stop worrying and having those thoughts. We need to stop running through the, the cycle in our head, the highlight, the, the playing, the worst case scenario in our minds of what could happen and what we need to do to be prepared for that. And sometimes we just need to let God have control. A lot of times, not just sometimes, right? So the thoughts we think, the things that take up too much space and attention, the lies we tell ourselves, okay? these This is another one of the things throughout COVID that, that God began to show me a lot more clearly is, Lauren, let go of the lies that you have thought. Now, when I gave my life to the Lord, I was in a very deep state of depression and insecurity, lack of confidence, lack of identity, not knowing who I was in the Lord, not knowing what um, God had for me or what he was calling me to or what my purpose was here on earth and all of those things. And because of that, man, I just struggled with believing these lies that the enemy had put in my life. Man, I had a conversation recently with someone who was talking about, I feel like such a failure as a mother. I feel like, man, I, I'm doing things because I get angry or frustrated or I say things I shouldn't say to my kid and, and I'm causing them to be messed up. And can I just tell you, the lie is that we could do something perfect that our kids won't be messed up, okay? That they won't need therapy because here's the truth. We live in a broken world and the Holy Spirit is who refines us, convicts us, challenges us, digs out things inside of us and changes us to be more like Christ. And so no matter how much you work to do everything correctly as a mother, you are going to do something that the enemy will twist even if it wasn't your intentions, and will cause lies in your kids' hearts and minds. And so our responsibility then is to teach them how to surrender to the Lord and to hear from the Holy Spirit and let go of things. And we have to do that in our own lives. And so the thing I shouldn't be doing is believing those lies. And so those lies that started when I was, man, before my memories were even there, before I was even old enough to talk, okay, or spell, There was lies that the enemy began to plant in my heart and in my spirit and in my mind that I began to believe. And can I just tell you, those lies are still sometimes prevalent in my life. There's still sometimes that I struggle with that. There's still seasons and moments in my life where I'll sit back and be like, man, nobody cares about you, Lauren. Nobody loves you. You're not really worth anything, right? Because these were lies that were implanted in my brain and in my spirit for so long. And I have to continually let them go and continually speak out the truth and continually say, no, devil, you have no place here in my mind. You have no place for me to stand upon this lie. I stand upon the promise that the Lord tells me I have purpose and a plan and God has something even better in store for me than I could ever imagine than I could ever imagine. And so it's letting go of those lies. So the things I shouldn't do is more important than the things I choose to do. And so I choose not to believe those lies. And I choose to walk out in victory of the promises and the truths that God has for me 
every single day. What's the other thing? We talked about the things that take up too much space and attention in our schedule or thoughts. The thoughts we think. The lies we tell ourselves. The excuses we make over and over again. Can I just tell you that God created women who are so phenomenal at justifying things and manipulating situations and emotions and feelings and opportunities to fit the way that we think they should fit or not even think, sometimes just the way we want, right? To get the advantage that we want. And we're so good at that. And we're so good at it so much so that we do it without thinking. We completely do it without thinking. We start to manipulate and justify and make excuses before we've even recognized we've made that excuse. So it's like, again, those brain pathways, those habits in our minds or our thoughts where we just begin to, man, the excuse I make is, You're just pretending, Lauren, you're not good enough. You don't have anything to offer. And so I'm just going to make this excuse to not show up my podcast. I'm going to make this excuse to not show up and do that live that God's telling me to do. I'm going to make this excuse to not reach out to that person that the Lord told me to reach out to and pray for. I'm going to make this excuse to, to not really invest the time and energy into my marriage that I know the Lord wants me to do because I, I just believe that I am not good enough and that I'm a failure. And so I will naturally go to these excuses that it, it's not going to make a difference right? There's nothing that's going to make up for the lack that I have or the insecurities that I have or the weaknesses that I have or there's always somebody who could do it better than me. And so we just naturally go to all these places of excuses, right? We naturally go to these places of just holding back and holding our breaths and and just wondering, man, what is God doing? Why would he call me to this, right? And we look at the Bible and we see so many examples of that. So many examples of us, of human beings, okay? When I say us, I mean humans making excuses, justifying things, saying they can't do things. Man, you think of Moses. It's one of the most, you know, remarkable or known stories of, man, God, I stutter. How could I lead my people? How could I I give these phenomenal speeches you're calling me to give and tell them what to do because I stutter? And, And God is so gracious and loving and perfect that he partners alongside us and understands our humanness and brings people alongside us to help us overcome some of that stuff when we can't do it ourselves. And so one of the things that COVID taught me is, man, I need to stop. I need to choose to not make excuses. I need to be proactive in that. I need to recognize where my excuses are coming from. I need to recognize the times that I make excuses that hold me back. And a lot of times that can look like procrastination. A lot of times that can look like pushing off things that really aren't that hard, but it's hard in our mind and our emotions and our spirit to do those things that we know God is calling us to do. The things that bring up fear in our life, right? Or frustration or confusion or doubt. Those are the the things where we're making excuses all the time. And can I just tell you that, that making excuses in your life and living a life out of excuse to justify the things that feel comfortable and don't stretch you and don't make you feel a little fearful or afraid or don't make you as dependent on the Lord or the Holy Spirit, that habit gets ingrained in your children. It does. It gets ingrained in your kids and especially your daughters because it's part of our human nature as women to justify and manipulate and make excuses. Man, I look at my beautiful nine-year-old daughter who's about to turn 10 this month and she is so amazing, but it is so natural for her 
to manipulate things. It's so natural and not in a terrible way. It's just, it's a gift that God has given us, right? You see it in the Bible with Esther, right? You see it in the Bible with other ladies who are manipulating things in a way that bring glory to God, right? Or that bring out the thing, because it's this power. It's this influence that God has given us women. People are drawn to us and they want to be around us and they they want to do the things that we want them to do. And so as a leader, that is a great uh that's a great, incredible influence, ability, and gift that God has given us, but we change it into a manipulation, okay? And so when I talk about my daughter, I'm not just saying it's always manipulation, but she's got three brothers, and she has a way to get them wrapped around her finger to do whatever she wants. And so we have to talk through this and talk about, man, why are you saying, I'm not going to play with you anymore if you don't do it this way? Well, that is your leadership and your ability for people to want to be around you is a gift God has given you. But when you twist it that way, you allow the enemy to take this gift that God has given you that is so beautiful and powerful and points to his glory in such powerful ways and instead point against God. And instead become negative and instead become human nature focused, not Holy Spirit focused. And God's given us this gift. And and so we need to let go of that manipulation. We need to let go of those excuses. We need to let go of the way that we justify things over and over and over again. And we need to recognize when we're doing that. We need to recognize, man, what is causing us to do that? Again, what are the triggers that bring us there? And so that's one of the things that, that God had taught me throughout throughout COVID is to choose not to make excuses, to choose not to manipulate, to choose not to justify and twist things to the outcome that I desire or I want, right? So we talked about the things that take up too much space and attention in your schedule or your thoughts, the thoughts we think, the lies we tell ourselves, the excuses we make over and over again. And the very last thing I wanted to share with you today is the unintentional habits and routines we have formed throughout decades of living. Throughout decades of living. Take a good hard look at your schedule the things that you do on a a day-to-day basis, okay? And even if you say, man, I don't have a morning routine or a habit, I don't have a bunch of, you do. You just don't recognize it. You just didn't intend for it to be a routine or a habit. You didn't set out to make it that way, but you already do it. Think about how you get dressed. Almost everybody gets dressed in the same way every single day. Starts with the, the same foot, that they start with, right? They put their shoes on on the right foot first and then the left or the left foot first and then the right. They eat the exact same way. They start with a certain spot in their plate or they, they start with a certain spot of the thing that they're eating out of, right? These are habits and routines we've built into our life unintentionally, just out of our normal day living. And some of those things are really great. Maybe you drink a lot of water. That's a habit I have to work really intentional about. Because, man, I hate going to the bathroom. (laughs) So when I drink a lot of water, I have to go to the bathroom and I hate doing that. It just feels like such a waste of time and energy. I know that's probably TMI. Um, But, you know, it's those habits and routines that you've built. How you get up. Do you hit a million? There's two of us, right? You have one alarm and you get up with one alarm. Or do you hit a million snooze buttons and eventually get up, right? It's those habits and routines you've built up. Are you one who naturally cannot handle quiet? And so you fill in any quiet spaces with lots of noise, with talking about whatever. Are you one who naturally just agrees with people, even if you don't really agree, but you're a people pleaser and so you just always nod your head 
or laugh. Man, when I was doing ministry for in the church for a long time, as pastors, you would people in the church, because church people are broken, right, would come and complain to you about things. And sometimes, a lot of times, actually, they would try to complain to you about other staff members or other people in the church. And I recognize I have this really uncomfortable habit of, of when I get uncomfortable, I laugh a little bit. And I I, you know, giggle or I nod my head in agreement when I'm not really agreeing. And that was a bad thing that I was doing because to them, to those people who are complaining, it looked like I was agreeing with them about that particular person, right? That they were complaining about or gossiping about. And so I had to be really intentional about trying to change that. And sometimes it still happens. Sometimes it still comes out. Sometimes people will say to me, hey, do you know this or whatever? And just out of discomfort of having to stop them to explain. I'm just like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah. When I don't really, okay? And wow, that might be a lie, Lord, (laughs) that you're doing that. And so checking those habits, the way that you respond to people. I mean, I have a habit with the way I respond to my kids sometimes and not even realizing the tone that comes across or how loud I am or how fast I talk, right? And so recognizing those unintentional habits and routines that I've formed and working to change them, working to reshape them and refine them and make them into the good things that I want. And that takes intentionality. And that takes going over it again and again. That takes being aware. And it takes inspecting and expecting, right? Um, intentions and inspections. And I have a podcast all about this. If you want to look earlier on in my podcast, it's in one of the early episodes where I talk about, man, the best habit you can form into your day-to-day life is to start with intentions and end with inspections. And you do that by looking at how your day was. Man, I started with these intentions. How did I do? And that's how you refine and that's how you tweak. Man, I did really terrible getting up in the morning because I hit snooze a million times. Well, how can I refine that so that I'm not hitting snooze? Do I need to put alarm in the other room so I have to get out of bed? Man, I did really terrible with drinking water today. Okay, well, I can't let myself have coffee that I love in the morning until I drink this many ounces of water, right? So refining and tweaking those things when you inspect, then you recognize how am I doing? Instead of just setting out with intentions and say, I'm going to do these things, it's just like saying the um, affirmations. I'm going to say these affirmations, but if you are not allowing yourself to sit in those affirmations and reflect on how those affirmations are affecting you or where they're not aligning in your life, it's not going to change anything. Just like your inspections. If you are not, just like your intentions, I mean, if you are not setting out with intentions and then inspecting them and seeing how you're doing, examining yourself, then it's never going to get better. Because you're just going to say, well, I'm going to write down these intentions, but I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to tweak anything. I'm not going to work intentionally to get better, right? So that is the number one lesson, and I can't wait for next week to share with you the number two lesson that I've learned through navigating COVID. But again, it's sometimes what you choose not to do is more important than what you choose to do. So take a hard look this week at your life, at some of those things at the things that take up too much time or energy that don't benefit you, at the thoughts that you think, at the lies that you tell yourself, at the excuses that you make or justifications you make in your life, or the unintentional habits and routines in your day-to-day walk that have been formed. Take a look at them, present them to the Lord, and ask God, man, what do you want to do with this, God? What do you want to change? What do you want to mold? And God is so gracious and so good that he's not going to give you guilt or shame or make you feel feel terrible, but he might convict you about a thing or two. 
He might challenge you in an area or two to surrender it to him and allow him to show up and do something that's so phenomenal. So I hope you were encouraged and you were loved on. And if this is an area where you struggle and you want someone to walk that through with you, feel free to reach out to me, shoot me a DM or send me an email at hello at laurenapple.org. And I would love to set up just a, a free session for you to just dive deep into why this is a struggle for you to let go of the things that you're choosing to do on a day-to-day and instead choose not to do them. All right, I hope you guys have an incredible time and we will talk soon. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Ministry and Motherhood. We're praying that today was an encouragement to you. But more than that, inspiration to just start taking action. Want to learn more? Join our Facebook group called Ministry and Motherhood or check us out online at laurenapple.org.